The Geek Speak Podcast is brought to you by Web Mobile Fusion's 90-Day Growth Accelerator. Predictable growth for deposits and loans with a digital strategy in mind. The acquisition of new customers based on location alone is not an effective growth strategy. Utilizing a digital marketing strategy such as Web Mobile Fusion's 90-Day Growth Accelerator provides your financial institution with a far more effective way to find new clients. The 90-Day Growth Accelerator is a guided process to one, audit your current marketing strategy, two, identify bottlenecks, opportunities, and the metrics that matter, and three, develop an action plan to improve strategy and double your sales. In the three phases, number one is the build phase, number two, the optimize phase, and number three, the accelerate phase. In all phases of the game, you have a documented strategy, actionable metrics, and tactics and tools. You wanna make sure that you're not stuck in the mud. You know where you're going, but you don't have the tools or abilities to get there. You don't want to be a bull in a china shop where you have lots of activity, but you have no idea what's working or the one hit wonder tactics work until they don't. There's no unified framework for predictable growth. To find out more about the 90 day growth accelerator, visit webmobilefusion.com. Tell us about a little bit about yourself. Okay, so uh, I mean that's an interesting question to think about about yourself, right? But okay, I would say Lon Langston is somebody who was born with uh, no innate talents, gifts, or abilities, right? I got no athletic ability. I got no um, uh, uh, academic proclivity. I got no artistic talent. I got you know no social skills. I mean. No, started, started from zero. No. So, I mean, this, this sounds like you're, you're telling me no skills, no sports, no. nothing. Nothing. So, I mean, how, how are you here? Hi, my name is Lincoln Parks, and I help community banks, credit unions, and financial institutions effectively find their target audience and market directly to them to increase awareness, engagement, and that aha moment so that your brand can finally create your raving promoter fans. Believe it or not, customers are no longer waiting for banks or financial institutions to catch up with technology. They want to bank where they are and they want immediate attention to their financial needs. Are you providing that? Well, my guests may have some solutions. My guest on today's podcast is Lon Langston, CEO of the Engage Banker Experience. Lon excelled in management and leadership at several companies and nonprofits. In 2004, he started his business, which he grew to 21 million in sales and eventually sold for 11 times EBITDA. After selling his business, he served for a two-year term as executive in residence at Clayton State University. In 2010, Lon began studying behavioral science and added it to his understanding of management and leadership to create a unique coaching and consulting method. He's helped clients in many industries achieve their goals, including serving as chief people officer for a bank 
holding company, which operates three community banks. Lon offers coaching and consulting to community banks with his Engage Banker Experience brand and other businesses with his Through Code brand. The proof is in the results. Lon's clients say things like, I learned more when working with Lon than anyone else, including professors throughout college and direct managers. I'm amazed at the breadth and material, but more the depth to which Lon took us with each topic. Possibly the biggest benefit is that people are so busy they forget to invest in themselves. Lon reminds them and shows them how. You will walk away from this podcast episode inspired, happy, and ready for more. Let's listen in on my podcast discussion with Lon Langston. So, I mean, this, this sounds like you're, you're telling me no skills, no sports, no, nothing. Nothing. So, I mean, how, how are you here? What, what, what? Uh, okay, so what, what you find is if you, if you start with no um, gifts, talents, or abilities, you have to figure out how to cobble it all together, right? You have to, you have to figure out how it really works, right? right? So, so if, you're, if you're born with some of those things, then you have some natural ability, some natural direction, right? But if, but if you don't have any of that, you just got to figure it out. Actually, if you do figure it out, then you know how to teach people how to do the things that, that make people productive, right? Right. Um, and so that's why I always start by telling people that I really started with no talents, gifts, and abilities. And it's true. And, but it's also the reason I was able to um, do what I've done and the reason I'm able to teach what I do. So I, I've, I've personally sat in one of your classes, and we'll get into this a little bit later, you know, talking about intrinsic uh, and uh, what's the other word? Extrinsic. And extrinsic, yeah. uh, you know, and, and talking about that what, and what that means. And I sat through one of your classes, I think it was at Clayton State, yeah. uh, sat in there, and when I walked out, I learned a lot about myself. And I know from that point, then, you know, I wanted to learn more from you because of what you taught me about myself, which was, which was really important. So yeah. I, I know that, you know, since then you've been doing some stuff like that. You've been mm -hmm. coaching uh, and, and really just helping people to learn, learn more about themselves right. and be a better you. And, but that leads me into my next question about, now I know you've evolved from that spot. You've been uh, a part of, Heritage Southeast Bank, right. and now something has been launched, and it's the Engage Banker Experience. Mm -hmm. Correct. How did you get to that point, from where we were at Clayton State to now, and launching the uh, Engage Banker Experience? Okay, so um, the, the the stuff I was teaching at Clayton State, um, at, I was an executive in residence at Clayton State's College of Business for two years, but I also taught classes there at, um, as a guest lecturer for many years. And the stuff I was teaching really started when I started learning about behavioral science. And so I started with kind of behavioral economics and that's the combining of psychology and economics. And, but then you add in some neurology and some, some physiology because how the body works affects everything, right? That's and so right. add all those things together, maybe a little sociology because we all interact with each other and you get this behavioral science kind of basket of stuff. And so I, I've always been compelled to to, to learn more about what I thought was management and leadership originally, right? And so going all the way back to college, 
Um, I had a professor who played a cassette tape of Tom Peters talking about his book that was new then called In Search of Excellence. And I became enamored with this idea of, uh, of management and leadership. And so I started like reading all the stuff I could about that and going to seminars. And, and I've been to like every LeaderCast event there, there ever was, right? Yes, um, yes. In, in fact, there was, there was an event before LeaderCast called Maximum Impact. And I actually went to one of those and then all the LeaderCast events and, uh, and read bunches of management and leadership books. But about 2010, I realized that, you know, this behavioral science thing can add another layer onto right. management and leadership and make it even more effective. And so what I started teaching at Clayton State became uh, executive coaching. So it was a it was like a criteria or a curriculum I would use to do executive coaching with people who were leading organizations. Mm. So I had many, many executive coaching clients, um, but one of whom was Leonard Moreland, who was CEO of Heritage Bank at that time. And so Leonard was one of my coaching clients and he said, I like this stuff, would you teach it to some more people at the bank? Yes. So I started doing corporate training for Heritage. Um, and then after I'd done several corporate training sessions, he said, hey, why don't you come work here yes. <laughs> and become like a culture, culture curator. Um, actually, the original, the original title was Vice President of Disruption. Love it. <laughs> but, but we changed that. it to culture curator after a while. And so I, I, I kind of did internal corporate uh, training and executive development just for the Heritage Bank people. Right. And then um, Heritage Bank uh, merged with, with two more banks and became part of this group called Heritage Southeast Bank. And so at that point, Leonard asked me to become chief people officer of Heritage Southeast Bank, wow. the holding company. Wow. And so I did that and, and, and just expanded the, this, the use of these behavioral science tools to make people more productive or to help people be more productive. Um, and so that's how I ended up in the banking space. Right. right? I mean, it, it was just that he happened to be one of my executive coaching clients and one thing led to another. So were you a banker? I mean, I, no, you're, no. you're not a banker. Not a banker, never, okay. I never have been a banker. And, uh, and to Leonard's credit, he said, your job description is don't ever become a banker, not because <laughs> bankers are bad, but right. because he had enough good bankers. He had people who knew about banking. What he needed was somebody that could look at it objectively, like a, an external, uh, get an external perspective. And so that's why he said don't become a banker, because he wanted me to maintain that beginner's eye, that external perspective. And, so the, and, and then the second thing, part of the job description was make us more successful. Right. Okay, so that, that sounds fun. And you know, it's interesting, I've heard people talk about this since then, but I, didn't, I hadn't before. It sounds fun to have a, a, a wide open job description like that, or wide open parameters. But in fact, it, it's difficult. It's yeah. difficult because you, you don't know what to, it, it's hard to determine what will make an impact, right? Mm. Because there are no parameters. That's right. And so I kind of had to figure out, hey, what, how can I best use my time? How can I add value? And, and so what was the predecessor of Engaged Banker Experience, which live broadcasts and, and, and articles emailed twice a week, what started at Heritage Bank and then and then went to Heritage Southeast Bank before it became Engaged Banker Experience and that was that was my idea of how I could add value to all everybody in the bank right. um, in addition to doing executive coaching so so break down for 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 everyone that's listening and watching who is the Engaged Banker Experience for and what do you get when when you know, if a bank comes to you right now yeah. and they're interested in yeah. this engaged banker experience, what am I getting? Okay. 
So who is it for? It, it is, it's, it's for everyone in the bank, everyone who works in the bank. So it's for everyone from the, the newest teller and CSR all the way up to senior management and CEOs. Okay. Um, and it's, these tools are universal. They can, be, they can be used by anyone, right? And, and they can be understood by anyone too. And so that's kind of part of what Engage Banker Experience does is deliver it in a way that people can absorb and apply. So it's for everyone who is working in a community bank. Now, the truth be known, it's for anyone in any organization, right? Because right. What, what we're doing is we're using these tools, these research-based behavioral science tools to help people improve their own productivity. So it's really about improving the individual, right? Gotcha. And so the organization's productivity is made up of the productivity of all the individuals. So the organization then benefits, and it happens to be a bank in this case, but it's really about improving that individual. Now, it is this Engage Banker experience is customized to banks because I spent five years embedded in banks, right. and I understand how bankers think, and I understand the specific challenges, right? So in addition to uh, being involved in the, the, the way the bank was run and, 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 co and doing executive coaching with several people and doing all these um, the corporate training and, and the live broadcast, I also um, facilitated officers' meetings, and this is this is the most important part, probably. I also did one-on-one -on -one interviews with hundreds of bankers. Wow! Yeah, one-on-one. -on -one. And, and so that gave me this perspective. I mean, I'm talking about all the way from a, a teller that had been there two weeks to the CEO, and this gave me this perspective on community banks, which I think really makes engaged banker experience unique in that I understand, you know, inside and out how a community bank works and thinks. Yeah. And see that, I, I think that's important because, and, and the reason why I think it's important is because I've personally benefited from some of your coaching and which has been phenomenal for me. And I know it's, it, 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 it makes me a better person as I continue to move forward in, 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 in things that I'm doing. So I know with you inside the ecosystem, of a bank and like you said talking to tellers all the way up to the ceos i know you've had some conversations i'm not going to ask you to share any of those conversations i know those are confidential but i know some of the conversations that you've had you've had great insight where you can probably take that to an executive team or executive right. management team right. and say hey this is what people are are thinking right. and, and listening exactly and and so it, there's a well, there's the, the external perspective piece, but also there there is a, a the power in hearing what an individual is concerned about, what their aspirations are at each one of those levels, right? And, right. and almost nobody else in any organization uh, it has the the time or, or the the format to do that. That's right. And so it's kind of a it's a unique value add. Yeah, yeah. That 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 that's so important, and people take that for granted. It's so siloed between going from a teller all the way to the yeah. executive management yeah. you're right there's yeah. there's no yeah. one person in an organization that covers that uh, in, entire right. scope so let me ask you this next question we talked a little bit earlier about the intrinsic and extrinsic how, how do you <laughs> extrinsic <laughs> I, I, I get tripped up on that so explain that to me what 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 how does that tie into to to your program okay. yeah so it's huge um so first of all, I want to say that Engage Banker experience and anything else I do is not motivational hype. It's not about motivating people. Right. It's about giving motivated people tools that they can use to achieve what they want to achieve. But it's not, it's not at its core about motivation. But 
as you know, people must be motivated in order to accomplish anything, right? That's right. Um, okay, so extrinsic motivation is, extrinsic just means external. Extrinsic motivation comes from outside of you. Yeah. So extrinsic motivation can come from, from your salary, it can come from incentives and bonuses, it can come from promotions, it can come from your title, right? right? Uh, your corner office, whatever. Extrinsic is anything external. Gotcha. By the way, there are negative extra, extrinsic motivations too. It can come from being intimidated or you know from having a boss that yells at you. That's an extrinsic motivation, right? Gotcha. Okay, so extrinsic motivations, uh, whether bad or good, are less effective than intrinsic. And intrinsic is internal. Right. So intrinsic motivations come from inside of you, and, and they have to do with what you want to accomplish, what you want to achieve yourself, right? Not what your boss wants you to achieve or what your organization wants you to achieve, but what you want to achieve. Okay, so uh, intrinsic motivation, it, 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 no matter how it's delivered, is always more powerful than extrinsic motivation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, what engaged banker experience does, and behavioral science in general does, is it, it, it leverages that intrinsic motivation to help you achieve what you want to achieve. Because one, it's more powerful, and two, it's completely in your control. That's right. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, so you know, what what are three things right now that you would say we should know about? engaged banker experience that most likely we may not have covered a little bit earlier on. Okay. Any, you know, three things if, if, if you have that. Okay, I, 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 think, I, I think I designed the engaged banker experience website correctly because I think it answers these questions. So the first one is that it's based on rigorously conducted, empirically validated behavioral science, not someone's opinion, not behavioral, not, I mean, not motivational hype, and so it's based on research done by um, the smartest people at the, at the finest institutions in the world. It's Harvard and Columbia and Princeton and Wharton and Stanford and Duke and Oxford and Cambridge. I yeah. mean, and so, so if you go to Engage Banker Experience and look at the page that says the research, right. it lists all of the sources for the Engage Banker Experience content. So it's, it's each person and all their credentials are there. Okay, so that's one thing. That's the one thing that it's based on really solid research by the best researchers at the best institutions. The second thing is that it, it's the way it's delivered yeah. because it wouldn't matter how good that research was if it, if it wasn't delivered in a way people could absorb it and apply it, right? That's right. And so this is, it's this, this evidence-based delivery method called space repetition. And it's, it's, it's a, the second thing you should know about engaged banker experience because it's huge to the success of, of engaged banker experience. And okay, so space repetition is, is this delivery method in which you, you, you cover a topic and then you repeat that topic again a couple of days later because there's this, this what they call the forgetting curve. Mm. So it, it, everybody, if you learn something, you forget most of it within the first few days. But if, if you review it, yeah. then that forgetting curve is decreased. And if you review it again, it's decreased again. Uh -huh. So the way Engaged Banker Experience uses space repetition is a, a topic is introduced in a live broadcast. Then it's, then it's recovered, recapped in a written article. And then it's covered again at the beginning of the next broadcast and the beginning of the next article, just at the very beginning, like the first paragraph or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, so you've, you've touched that topic four times by the time it's over, right? So, so you've eliminated the forgetting curve largely, right? right? So, so spaced repetition. The other thing is it's delivered in every learning style. 
So whether you're a visual learner, auditory learner, whether you learn yep. by reading, whether yep. you learn kinesthetically, it, the Engage Maker Experience is specifically designed to cover every learning style. So that's, that's, the, that's the second point. The third point is that it's incredibly affordable for a community bank to use because it's only $9 per FTE per month, right? right? right. And so think about this. You're going to get intrinsic motivation from that, that that is going to make people more productive than extrinsic motivation from bonuses, incentives, raises, and it's going to cost a lot less. That's right. And and in this in, in this time we're in right now, where, where this economic uncertainty after the pandemic, you know, when when your net interest margin is is compressed, right. and, and when you don't know about loan loss reserves, and and when you don't know if you're going to have that, you know, that the, the money to do the um, extrinsic motivators then this is a way to keep people engaged and more productive than extrinsic motivators. So those are the three things. Man, that, I, look, my forgetful curve just drops off like this. Everybody does. So, I mean, <laughs> by you saying the different pieces, and, and it just really clicked for me, you know, from based on the experiences that I've had with you, how you do repeat some of, the, some of those uh, points that you're covering for, for that specific topic. So... I, I could attest to that, you know, single-handedly. So, Lon, you are, I mean, to me, I, at the beginning you said you had no talent, you know, no sports skills, no, no, nothing. Right. But to me, you are phenomenal. I mean, you, you, you the, the knowledge that you have is far superseding. I mean, you're like up here and I'm trying to catch up with you. Well, so, I mean, with all that smarts, everything that you have there, and I know it didn't come overnight. I know, you know, over time, you know, you've 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 gained that. You always share with me a book. So you you share with me multiple books, multiple podcasts, websites, all kinds of things that that enrich me. And I want you to enrich others. What are some podcasts or books or something like that that you're listening to right now, or maybe some of your favorites, maybe one or two of your favorites? Okay. So for, first, I want to say thank you for the compliment. Uh, but it, it, I swear to you, it's all learned. Yeah. And so, and I say that I want you to know that because other people can learn it, yeah. and I figured out how to teach it. So, so if you want to achieve at a high level, it, it's learnable. You know, right. where, no matter where you start, because I guarantee you, I started below wherever you are out there, right? <laughs> okay, so um, I do love to consume content by reading books, but I read so slowly that um, I, I listen to books on Audible. Yeah. So that's a, that's one thing. That's a, another thing to know. If, if you read slowly or you read poorly, then then that you may see that as a barrier to consuming what's in books. And by the way, there's stuff in books, even in 2020, that you can't learn anywhere else. That's right. But it's not a barrier because almost every, every book is available in unabridged audio now. That's it's, right. So it's so cool. Okay. So let's see. Uh, um, a couple of books. I, it really kind of depends on the category. If you're talking about management and leadership, I mean, obviously, there there's this canon of, of books that you, you would want to read. Yeah. Um, but more recently, and one you might not have heard of, is a book called The Hard Thing About Hard Things, mm. and it's written by a guy named Ben Horowitz. So Ben Horowitz was kind of was a, a leader in the early um, in the early um, internet age, and he was one of the creators of the Mo Mosaic browser, one of the wow. uh, one of the owners of Netscape, um, and so he he became very successful from leading companies, uh, tech companies. And then he, he used the wealth he made from that success to become an investor. So he has this huge data set of, of companies that he's looked at, ones he's run plus ones he's invested in, yeah. and, and from which to derive these, these management and leadership um, 
management and leadership lessons. Yeah. Okay, so um, The Hard Thing About Hard Things is a great book about this, and, and the title significance is this, that when you, when you look at a problem, a business problem on paper, right. you know, when you look at the spreadsheet, it's, it's pretty obvious what the solution is, right? Right. Except in, in the real world, to, so reality and, and, um, and the academic world don't line up. So in the real world, it's more like the difference between economics and behavioral economics. So classical economics says that each one of us, we call it, they call them the agents, but each one of us has perfect information and we're perfectly rational. Right. But, but we're never perfectly rational because perfectly rational means no emotion and, and we don't even want to have no emotion, right? So, we don't, so we're not perfectly rational and you know we never have perfect information. So behavioral economics says, oh, okay, well, let's, let's, let's combine some psychology there and, 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 and we'll correct for those two incorrect assumptions. Well, that's kind of what Ben Horowitz's book does. The hard thing about hard things says, "Hey, you know what? If you were if you have, were perfectly rational and perfect information, you know, okay, everything you learn in business school would be applicable and it wouldn't be any problem." But in the real world, that's not how it is. So he says, "Okay, that th these th these uh, other factors enter into this," and he gives bunches of case studies anyway. So the hard thing about hard things about Ben Horowitz. If you're interested in organizational culture, yeah, there's a great book that came out like two years ago. It's called The Culture Code, The mm. Culture Code by Daniel Coyle, and I would highly recommend that. Culture Code, okay. And also uh, also an organizational culture, that, um, there's a, a book called Powerful by Peggy McCord, and she was the the head of HR for Netflix for 14 years. Wow. So it's all, it's all about the culture they built in Netflix, yeah. so that's a, that's a pretty cool book. Um, and, and in terms of podcasts? Yeah. So, okay. Um, if you like long form interviews, I mean, if you like to listen to smart people talk, <laughs> the Tim Ferriss show yeah. and the James Altucher show, they're both great long form interview shows. Yeah. Um, one I've really enjoyed lately, uh, it's just been out for a few months, is called No Stupid Questions. Huh. And Who's the? Okay, so um, Stephen Dubner okay. of Freakonomics fame, yep. right? Okay. And Angela Duckworth. Yes. So Angela Duckworth is a, a professor and researcher at the University of Pennsylvania and Wharton School of Business, and uh, she's one of the smartest people in the world. She's got degrees in neuroscience and neurobiology and psychology. She's won a MacArthur Genius Award. She worked for McKinsey, uh, and and she wrote the book Grit, which is also a great book recommendation. That's an awesome right? book. Yeah. Awesome so book. about personal development, the book yeah. Grit. Yes. And uh, and so Angela Duckworth and Stephen Dubner are the host of No Stupid Questions. And the title is called No Stupid Questions because they're so smart, there's no stupid questions. <laughs> but the format is each one asks the other one a question and then they talk about the answers. So No Stupid Questions is one I've really enjoyed. There's another one by Katie Milkman who is uh, it's sponsored by Schwab. Katie Milkman's the host. She's also a professor at the University of Pennsylvania College of Medicine and at Wharton. And it's called Choiceology. Yes. So Choiceology is about behavioral economics, right? So that, that's a cool one too I really enjoy. I, that, that's a ton of resources you just gave there, and I'm sure, guys, if you if if, if you're listening, you heard what Lon said. Go out there, check out some of these resources because those are phenomenal. So, last question I have for you, Lon: Where can people find out more information about the Engage Banker Experience? How can they get in contact with you? You know, if if they want to bring you into their bank, how do they do that? Okay, so um, the best way is to go to engagebankerexperience.com. Okay. 
and all the information is there, all, all the research is there. And by the way, it, it, the proof is in the pudding, right? It, it, it really, all this doesn't matter unless it's, it's, it's impacting people, right? The real people who are really working in the community banks. Yeah. And so there's a page at Engage Banker Experience called The Results. And go click on the results, and then it's just, it, it, I, I think there's 70 something, there might be 80 now, different uh, comments people have made about the content of Engaged Banker Experience. And when I say people have made, I mean it's just like regular people who work in community banks. Right. It's, it's tellers and CSRs and, and branch managers, all the way up to lenders and even senior management. Yeah. But it's just comments they've made about the way they've been impacted by the Engaged Banker Experience content. So. You definitely go check out the results because the results are all that really matter. But the way to um, to learn more about Engage Banker Experience is engagebankerexperience.com. If you want to sign up, uh, there's a, a page where you can sign up right there on the on the website. On the website, okay. Yeah, and and, um, and another way to learn more about it is to follow Engage Banker Experience on LinkedIn. Awesome. So uh, I mean, I'm very active on LinkedIn with the, with Engage Banker Experience and personally. And by the way, if you follow Engage Maker Experience on LinkedIn, you're going to get lots of free content. There you go. Right? There you go. So, Lon, I want to just thank you again for stopping by and being a part of the podcast. Really enjoyed. Great conversation. I always learn something whenever I talk to you. Uh, so, thank you for being on today. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. So that was my interview with Lon Langston, and I told you that it was going to be a great interview. One thing I could say about Lon is that every time I come in contact with him, I always learn something. I always learn something about myself, and believe it or not, right now, today, this very moment, I too am taking coaching lessons from Lon Langston. So um, I urge you at your uh, financial institution, at your bank, uh, if you're an individual, small business owner, entrepreneur, Lon has done it. Um, and he has really, really gotten to the bottom of some, some issues and held me accountable for things like this podcast and things that I want to accomplish and the goals that I have. So I've already broken down my yearly goals uh, down to quarterly, down to weekly uh, and daily so that they all lead up to, at the end of the year, the culmination of things that I've gotten done through Lon's coaching that I have weekly with him. So reach out to Lon Langston. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and thank you for joining us today. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I just want to ask a few favors from you. If you don't mind sharing this podcast with some of your friends, either on social media or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now, I ask if you can share that with your audience. I'd also ask if you can subscribe, subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any of the interviews that we're going to be releasing for the remainder of the year in season number two. And then also, if you don't mind giving us a positive rating and rate the podcast and a review and also ask any questions that you want to have on the Geek Speak podcast. So again, I want to thank you for joining us and see you next time. <music>